Hello, I'm Will Yeoman and welcome to another episode of The Pod Well Travelled. Joined again today by travel editor Stephen Scarfield and travel journalist Moans Johansson. Gents, welcome to The Pod. Thank, Thank you very much. A um, lot to talk about today and um, as Stephen was just saying, quite disparate subjects. We've got Moans looking at some, I guess it, more broadly, it's tech, isn't it? We've got cameras, we've got a, a new card and you, is it a cash card called Wise or something? Yeah, it's uh, called Wise. Uh, it's uh, sort of like travel travel uh, card basically. Okay. You know, different currencies onto it and so on and, All right. and use it as a normal tap and go when you're overseas. All right, well, we'll, we'll revisit that in a moment. But first of all, Stephen, you're going to tell us about extreme weather events and forward planning and how that's very much a thing now. Yeah, I suppose we're, we're just making the point that we all became very adept in COVID um, with short-term planning mm. and booking. You know, we were waiting to see if a border was open or make sure we hadn't got it or there was some other issue. And also trying not to be too disappointed when you had yes, to cancel. exactly. And then and, and having to not go through the replanning, mm. getting credits for your flights and all that. So we we all got, I think a lot of us, got very used to going at the last minute. Yeah. Can I go on Tuesday? Yeah. Am I still well? Have I got code to the family? Is the border open? Right, mm. I'm off. Mm. And some of us got called out, of course, because we got there and couldn't get back. So that was, we, we really developed that mindset and I think now, you know, it's really important to say to the to everyone listening that thinking ahead, planning and booking ahead is, <coughs> is very much where we are now. So it's a complete shift again, even more so than 2019 before the pandemic, because inventory, um, you know, rooms available, tours available is getting very, very tight. Mm. So... You know, you're already losing options in for this year. And, you know, there's a lot of um, tours, cruises and so on release for next year. And you'll quite quickly lose options. And by that, I mean, you know, if you like a certain style of touring or you like small groups or you this or whatever you like, you know, you, you start to lose the, the options to mm. do exactly what you want. Mm. Um I'm certainly seeing that we're just doing some work for an Antarctica guide that we've got coming up. And for this this year, it's just kind of the top of so many lists um, that Antarctica is going to be is very busy this year. So you really want to get yourself together if, if you're thinking about that for this season, which is November to March. Um, by the same token, just doing some work on um, uh, a Gib River Road guide. The Gib River Road is a... 700 kilometer long and mostly unsealed road across the Kimberley here mm. in Western Australia across mm. the north and of course we've got massive floods going on <coughs> at the moment up there um, the bridge at Fitzroy crossing which is not on the Gibber Road that's to the south on the main Great Northern Highway of course um, that's been knocked out by the floods so there's a lot of disruption but by the same token a big wet means a big dry season so when the season starts in May, and the peak is sort of June, July into August, um, the Gibber Road will be amazing because water lasts quite quite well up mm. there. So the waterfalls mm. will be running, the gorges will be full of water, you know, and of course the country will be green. I've seen it myself in back in mm. the 90s, one mm. of these big floods, and suddenly you're driving through a landscape that's just green and lush. It's kind of weird year. So um, once again, you know, you can book campsites 180 days before arrival and i think you really need to you know anyone thinking about the kimberley this year 
and the Gibbard Road particularly, needs to be thinking about that because right people now. are thinking about that, I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, of so course. So anyway, the, the point we're making is just that forward planning, booking early, buying your insurance when you book, buying good travel insurance that covers you for changes and so on, mm. that's part of the picture. Yeah, sure. Um, and just to say we're looking, at the moment, NIB cover more, uh, really good options for mm. a lot of travel. Mm. Um, even something as, you know, from Africa to Europe, I'd be looking at those. Mm. Um, so that's, that's yeah, it's a mind shift. Yeah. Back into it. No, 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 absolutely. Get yourself organised. Yeah, extraordinary. Commit. So Moen's um, a good travel card is probably going to be part of this equation. Yeah, certainly, especially if you're, you're travelling overseas. And uh, as many of our listeners would know, in particular, if you're sort of visiting several countries, sort of juggling different currencies and all that sort of stuff can be uh, you know, both time-consuming and expensive because, uh, you know, you, you, you can't always predict exactly how much you need. Mm. Uh, uh, in particular, I guess, you know, I, I noticed that uh, on a recent European cruise I was on, you know, going down, um, uh, uh, you know, through the Baltic countries and, mm. and so on, they all got their own currencies and that sort of stuff and you're there for a day and how much do you get out and, yeah you know, yeah of uh, course then you inevitably end up with too much you've got to change mm. it back again and all that sort of stuff so um one way of managing it of course is to use these uh most banks have got these things called travel cards where mm. you can load different currencies on and withdraw from the atms overseas and so on uh, but there's a sort of relatively new uh product on the market called wise um it's a it's both a travel card and a, a card where you can transfer money uh, to overseas and it's got several functions but mm. uh it's it's a low cost option uh, and the beauty with this one is that uh, uh you you can make uh, free withdrawals overseas from ATMs up to $350 per month mm. or you've got two free ones and then it, affect, it, it attracts a, a small $1.50 fee okay. to use it at ATMs and so mm. on. Um, but the other good thing I think about this one is that you don't necessarily have to preload it with different currencies. You can You can just go to an ATM and... Uh, in the country you're in and withdraw you know however much money mm. you think you need mm. or you can mm. use it as a tap and go card and uh, just just keep your Australian dollars or US dollars or whatever you choose in there so uh, I think you know it's certainly uh, I was doing a bit of a comparison sort of yesterday uh, with with uh, some of the other travel cards and certainly the fees charged uh, are, are you know very very competitive yeah sure. um and and the way they they operate or they they calculate the exchange rate this sort of a, a mid-range uh, uh calculation you know you, you get some that are either super cheap you know sometimes at, at uh, you know money lenders or uh, what are the exchanges exchange mm. uh facilities in in the different countries there may be some cheap ones some very expensive ones they're usually the ones at the airport sure but this is sort of a, a happy medium if you were to google what the exchange rate 
uh, is for uh, British pounds today. You know, you'd uh, you'd it would come up with a an average figure, and that's mm. pretty much what this card uses. Yeah, so it uses the average. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a really good uh, a good option, I think, uh, and they're sort of associated with the ANZ. Mm. So it's a you know it's a. a Highly regarded. It's, it's, it's not a startup or anything. No, like no, that. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's so got that. Um, it's no support. I think that um, it's, it's interesting because I was trying to get my head around it too. That um, being able to just basically load it up or put put money in there, and mm. obviously for us Australian dollars, and then not having to allocate it to different currencies is the sort of point of yeah, difference. Yeah, I think isn't I it? think I think that's mm. the main difference. Yeah, I think I mean, that's really good. But the fees are also they, they yeah, are true. also cheaper. Yeah, true. For sure, and true. and then uh, you know if. Um, if you like me, for example, I've got family overseas, and occasionally, you know, we're transferring money for birthday, birthdays, and you know, mm. Christmas, and that mm. sort of stuff for gifts and whatever it might be. And that's actually, you know, unless you're transferring a reasonable amount of money, it's quite an expensive proposition. Oh half yeah, the, half the money goes in mm. in fees Feature. and charges. Yeah. So yeah. with this card, if if uh, at the other end they've got a uh, wise card as well it's it's mm. actually a, a pretty cost effective way mm. much more cost effective than some of the ones mm. i've used in the past uh, uh to to sort of send no, money sounds so fantastic. definitely be looking into that and i want to ask what the spelling is is it, is it just w-i-s-e is it w-y is it an acronym or does it just just the word wise w-i-s-e so it is, so it is uh, yeah and doesn't stand for anything just not it's, as far as i could work out they're saying it's, it's wise for you to get yeah, this card yeah, basically yeah. 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 it was it was named after frank wise who was a former Premier of Western Australia, <laughs> 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 who's who's instrumental in the setting up of agriculture in the Kimberley. Okay, there's a segue there. That's an it's, interesting. It's um, actually not, but there's a bit. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking, well, have I missed something? No, <laughs> we, 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 we might part, part no, no, that one. We might just took me back one. to the Kimberley. <laughs> no, no. But it, it looks very good, and um, and and that is, I mean, that's the world, isn't it? Even so many restaurants in the world have, you know. N- now you've been out, I've been out. Um, yeah. They've got the menu on the queue card, yeah. of course. So you look at the menu and then you also just pay through the phone straight away yeah. through yeah. a card like that. So there's no contact with waiters at all. In fact, a lot of restaurants, there's no contact with waiters at all. No, mm. no yeah. that's right. Mm. Mm. I mean, no. on, just on that, I mean, the other thing uh, with this card, as opposed to uh, I've got a Westpac travel card, which I can't seem to load up to my digital wallet and mm. this one you can uh, apparently but uh, you know that's to me that's just an added safety sort of mechanism the fact that's that true because I, I've got the HSBC one and yeah. I couldn't upload I couldn't load that up to my digital wallet either no so that's interesting uh, yeah, I've got so, mine in my wallet yeah. okay so it's so six, six of one half a dozen of another yeah, yeah. but that's that's not unusual is it it works no. for someone and not for someone else yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, to me, you know, certainly when you're traveling overseas, you know, that it's good to have, you, yes. can, you can have the card in the, in the safe at the, yeah, uh, yeah, the hotel or whatever, hotel yeah. or on the ship or whatever, mm. where you're, you're staying, uh, and then use your phone as you normally would here mm. at home. Mm. Very true. Good. So, nice. we want to talk about cameras, and this will be a broader discussion, actually, because what, what we, might, we might segue to your forthcoming photo walks with phones as well. But sure. first of all, what have you got for us? Well, there's, uh, I noticed uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Panasonic, uh, they just announced that they have uh, two new cameras coming up. Uh, it's their full frame, uh, it's, it's the Mark II version of their full frame uh, 
mirrorless cameras right, that's just, okay. just sort of been updated. Wow. And uh, the main sort of improvements in, in this is basically the autofocus mode. Mm. Uh, on the Panasonic, uh, that was perhaps the only thing that sort of lacked a little bit in the their sort of early forays into the full frame market was the autofocus but they've uh, you know the, the cameras are not out yet but they've uh, they put in a, a new on sensor uh, phase detection autofocus system mm. which is you know mm. you know the same as what most of the other manufacturers use so i expect that to be you know tickety boo now mm. Mm. <laughs> but we will uh, we'll have to see until we get the camera in our hands but certainly it's it sounds like uh, you know that particular issue has has been been solved and now. rectified yeah um but but they you know panasonics I've, I've always really liked their cameras you know whether it was the the micro four thirds uh crop sensor uh cameras that they, they've got uh you know some terrific features in them and uh they have the lumix lenses you know mm. i've uh, got uh, one of those yeah. actually as you might recall uh, yeah they're yeah fantastic. that's right mm. i mean they're 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 great lenses uh and and the beauty with these full frame cameras is that they share uh, the same mount as the Leica mm. uh, cameras, so the Leica uh, L mount, I think it's called. Um, and uh, so, so there's a huge range of lenses available. Um, so it's it's a uh, you know if you're looking for a full frame camera, uh, these are definitely going to tick a lot of boxes for people. Um, the uh, the the S5 Mark II uh, with a sort of kit lens, a 20 to 60 millimeter kit lens, will set you back about sort of three thousand seven hundred dollars. So it's not exactly cheap. Mm. But the thing with these uh, these type of cameras is that you are sort of buying into a system, and uh, you know it's it's definitely a big step up from you know as good as our mobile phones are. You know this is definitely a big step up from from anything like that. And when you are buying into whether it being Lumix or, or Canon or Nikon or Sony, you know, you're buying into a system and uh, it's something that you can really build on as your photographic interests sort of mm. change or, mm. or you know. It's a good move for them, isn't it? You sort of, as you say, you've sort of been waiting for that in that, I mean, I think certainly a lot of travellers, you know, that the, the, um, the Panasonic systems were kind of fundamental you know that was what travelers were using and then a lot of people probably moved into sunny because yeah. it was full frame and you yeah know, it's nice to see them coming back over the top of that with a with a really good quality kit yeah yeah and and uh, certainly the mark ones of of uh, you know the s s5 I, I tested that and it was a it's a great camera and you know the autofocus was okay but compared mm. to you know some of the the other cameras you know like i've got a sony uh, uh, and and that you know was just faster and better at tracking yeah compared to the the panasonic i'm, I'm so. fine i've moved into the canon r7 as you know yeah and i'm just kind of relearning the autofocus because it's got rs following tracking yeah port you know and portrait tracking and it's quite tricky to use like doing you know following birds or something with with the tracker yeah you know i, I start off sometimes it works sometimes you get you catch the bird and sometimes you don't yeah and sometimes oh, you lose it so it's quite a tricky thing to use but um it's not easy 
It's not, it's not, no, it's not easy. And I think it is a practice. No, the thing, ca- so. But the cameras do, you know, uh, you know, like yours and, mm. you know, the Sony and mm. hopefully this mm. one as well, you know, mm. now, uh, they, they are really good at, once it locks onto something, yeah, they're which, really good at tracking. Yeah. So you, you hardly get any, you know, if you're shooting a, a dog running towards you or you're shooting birds or yeah. whatever it might be, uh, you know, that it will hold focus and uh, yeah. you hardly get any it, frames it will, that are will. out of focus. So. It will, and I guess, you know, what I'm also saying to everyone listening is that, um, I mean, like you, we've, you know, we've been at this a long time, but with a new camera, you know, I'm out practicing, I'm going to Africa in April, and I'm out practicing getting, you know, getting my skills up ready for that rather than just packing it and, just set it on the elephant mode and you'll go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably easier to track yeah, no. an elephant than it is to track a bird. I am, presumably. I am better at anything yeah. than stationary. We've, we've established that. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not moving, I stand yeah. a chance. Um, but, you know, I do think getting a camera out and practicing before a big trip like that is, is, oh, is part of the trip. Mm, you know, I mean, yeah. I, and I mm. think a lot of people do just put their new camera in the bag. And work and, it out when they get and, there. And certainly with these, uh, you know, the, all the modern cameras, uh, regardless of, of what brand it is, you know, they generally speaking have got several autofocus modes. So, uh, and, you know, foc- uh, and, and uh, uh, rapid shooting modes and so on. So it's important to sort of pick the one that, that uh, suits whatever it is you're photographing. So, uh, it, you know, so so that's the most common mistake mm. that people make mm. when they say, "Oh, my autofocus is not so good in this camera." It's because it's not set up properly to exactly what it is you're you're photographing. Yeah, it's exactly right. So, yeah. get get yourself ready before you go. So, is this is this a good time to segue to the photo walks? Because in a in a yeah, in a sense, be. that's what that's all about. Oh, I didn't see that. Coming. It's all about. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I hadn't told you ten minutes ago, we were going to do that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to wake you up. I thought we'd just leave <laughs> leave you until we're ready to go. But no, seriously though, because that to a large degree, yeah. that is all about people who might want to be upskilling or they're about to go on a trip, want to learn to use their phone camera better. Yeah, and, true. You true. know, to have you two guys it's, show them would be amazing. It's interesting whenever you know whenever we set a new date for a photo walk with yeah. friends, which yeah. as you say gives people an hour and a half with us looking at which is all you need you know because it's it's quite intense i mean it's mm. a full-on mm. walk mm. you know looking at both the techniques and the technology in the camera and the camera phone and how to set up how to use it all the different kind of tweaks and buttons and things we're generally surprised that or people are generally surprised that uh, what their phone can do, mm. even if they're very familiar with it. I think mm. that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, you know, particularly led by moans, you know, kind of getting your iron and talking about leading lines, and uh, we can. It's great with the phone because you can actually hold it up and show people the difference in moving. You know, just a few centimeters in recomposing your picture. Yeah. And everyone can see the difference. It's really yeah. quite yeah. interesting. So we do a lot of that, as as you know, Neville. Goodness, well, we've you know you do them with us, and um, so we've just put another date together because the first one just filled like that, you mm. know. I mean, um, so we've got another date for March the fifth, which is a photo walk with phones here in Perth, mm. in mm. sunny Western Australia. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fun. Well, yeah. Th- they are amazing those walks. I have to admit. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, good fun. <laughs> I mean, hope, I mean, like you said, Stephen, people uh, often you know respond when we we finished that you know they didn't realise the phone could do so many different things and and uh, uh, it's just a fun sort of hands-on practical it experience is. day. Uh, it is. So it's good. Uh, and part of it is what we've just been talking about with, well, I've been talking about with, with the autofocus. Mm. Part of it is setting a time and a place and mm. going out and taking pictures. Yeah. I always, you know, as I always think, you know, I will say to people when they turn up at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning, that's the most important part of it. It's at nine o'clock, I will turn up in this place to take pictures for an hour and a half. I mean, you are going to improve your skills, mm. whether we're there or not, frankly. You know, yeah, absolutely. Because, mm. you know, you've, you've set out with a creative eye to, to do that. Yeah. Um, so, look, creativity, that, that's a good word. And I was going to ask you, as you're both aware, the world is abuzz at the moment with talk about AI, artificial intelligence, yeah. machine learning. I think a lot of people forget because it's been hiding in plain sight for, well, actually decades and our phones rely on AI to such a huge extent that we often don't realise that. So I'm wondering where you see this is heading. Are you going to be able to just sit down and rather than take a photograph, are you just going to type it into Dali or something? Oh, give me a photograph of the sunset in, you know, off Cottesloe Beach at 6, I don't know, 7, a, 7 p.m. at night and it'll pop it out. It's interesting. You know, we've all been talking about this in terms of, Mm. As you mentioned, Dali in terms of uh, creative as, as a visual bot that you know can, can create, but also of course there are there's, there's a new generation of chat chatbots, chatbots essentially. Which, which yeah, right. Mm. You know, you ask the mm. question, um, which may have practicalities for even people like us as mm. research, mm. Mm. but there is there is the human interaction. I mean, I always say with with what we do mm. when I'd rather have a bad picture taken by us than a good picture from a public relations company mm. because we were there and we saw it and and our audience our readers know that they are looking physically looking through our irises at what we saw um, and I think that there's a, there's a connection with the reader or the audience in that that's very important um, us when we publish a picture with our name on it I mean, it's, that is exactly what we've seen and how we've seen it a few days before, which is very different to asking Dali to create you a picture. Mm, exactly right. Um, which has no provenance in 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 reality, as in, you know, I was standing, we have a picture this week, I, was, mm. I had my breakfast in Bali served on a floating tray up to my back door, which was... On this sort of, yeah, I know. As you do. You know, look from moments. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rolls his eyes. Mm. But I mean, and there's the picture and that's actually what happened. Mm. Yeah. You could ask Dali to create you a picture of a floating breakfast, but it's not. It's <laughs> I'd actually love to see what it comes up that. with, to be honest. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> the mind boggles. It's not that breakfast, you know. And, and if you ask um, chat GPT to write you 500 words on having mm. a floating breakfast in Bali, it will do it, but it's... it's that, I'd that's also love experience. to read that too not, because it'd it, be quite surreal. It's not a valid experience that I've had. It's not, but, people, this but is what I was saying to you and going yeah. back to the whole photo walks with phones and the way our, fo our cameras operate, if you take a photograph with your iPhone of that scene, yeah. that's actually not what you saw. That's already a collaboration between you and AI. 
So it's all a question of degree. That's what I'm trying to. That's what yeah, I'm trying no, to get across. It's very true. It's very. So true. I think people need to understand that. Yeah, it's very true. It's already part of us. But isn't that interesting? Because it already engages our mind with all those issues. Indeed. And you know, we talk about point of view. You know, how you mm. choose, how mm. you frame the world. You know, we, none of us particularly like power lines in it or other people. No. Right? Or you know, we're already editing and curating. Exactly right. The view that we want of a place. Um, but I, by the same token, you know, I mean, if, if, you, if you have a, a portrait, a painted portrait, mm. and you have a little fine aluminium frame around it, it'll look like one thing. And if you take that off and put a big, heavy, antique timber frame around it, it, looks quite, it can look quite different. Mm. And how we frame it's how world, it's framed, yes. You know, how we what we choose to look at how we choose to look at it and and if nothing else photography makes us pause mm. rather than walking past scenes mm. it makes us pause and just having that pause looking at it's the sort of punctuation in our travel where you you know it's a semicolon or a colon or a full stop where you stop and look at something because you're taking a picture of it i think that's part of our engagement with the place mm. too Mm. Nice. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I couldn't agree more mm. because, uh, and certainly when I travel, it, it's like the photography is. It's it's my notes. It's my, you know, you know. It makes me exactly what you say. It makes you pause, and and uh, it also makes you sort of look for things uh, and and seek out things and places that you you probably wouldn't do if you weren't sort of specifically looking for pictures so, mm. uh, and, and I think you know the ownership that you know to me it's, it's a great satisfaction of of uh, creating an image and and owning that I mean I can take a picture down at the sunset of uh, at Cottesloe Beach and you take a different mm. you know mm. this they're all completely same different time, mm. you know different thing you see it through your own eyes different and, perspectives yeah. yeah so so I think you know you can you know obviously through AI, uh, you can you can ask them to create all kinds of things, but it's not it's not your yours. It's not your experience uh, as such. I mean, that, that's interesting because we're we're all talking about this from the point of view of the creator. Do the audiences or the viewers actually really care whether this was manufactured or whether this was taken by a real person? I have absolutely no doubt that they care, mm. because you know the fundamental particularly for us, whether it's words or pictures, mm. um, whether it's print or digital, mm. the fundamental mm. is trust. Mm. That, you know, we work hard, we take our job seriously, we work hard to respect the trust that the reader has in us. We work mm. hard to gain that trust, mm. to establish it over years and years of consistent work and honesty. So... You know that that's say so that is the fundamental dynamic in the relationship between the reader and the writer, or the the viewer and the photographer, or whatever it is. That it's a connection between two people, and it's about trust. And so, it, yes, and so your from your perspective, both of you, you feel there is still a strong, as strong and as large a readership and a viewership as has ever been for that. In, uh, in this bigger. age of influences and PR bigger. speak and bigger because superficiality. There's so much content, there's so much media, there's yes. so much stuff everywhere. Yes. Um, 
you, you feel you that's to, you feel that still someone. cuts through. That still cuts <laughs> that's through. That's right. I mean, mm. there's so many scams out there. Exactly. I mean, I'm contacted several times a day now by people trying to book things just to find out if the thing they're booking is a real thing because mm. they're going to give them their money. Mm. You know, because we're on the on the web looking, oh, this looks great, this looks great. I don't know if it's a real website or not. I don't mm. know whether the tour is actually going to happen or whether it's just someone's just made it up and they're taking They just want your money. Yeah, you exactly. Know, mm. There's so much unreality mm. in the world. I mean, I've just mm. been scammed. I fell for it myself, you know. Mm. Um, it's just an absolute nightmare out there, I think. So trust is is absolutely the most valuable thing. And I think we have, our audience knows us. We are accountable. We, we, we've established that. We're accountable. Trust with, with them, them, haven't yeah. we? We've shown oh, that over a known again. quantity. Over decades. Yeah. Over decades. Yeah. 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 All of us. Yeah, all of us. So, yeah, I, th- I think absolutely will. I think um, in a, at a time when there's, there's, there's so much, you know, you've, you've got to trust someone and you trust someone you know. Mm. It's as simple mm. as that. So I think this, that's the core of our future. Yeah, well put. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> You're a man of he's few good words. At, he's good Absolutely. at that. Absolutely. He's good at that. Yeah, what, what, he, what he said. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he took the words right out of his Sorry, it's a slight, slightly different subject. No, no, please. Bruce Chatwin, the great author who wrote yes. Song Lines, Viceroy. In, in Patagonia, uh, all those Patagonia. Yes, yes. You know, I'd read him yeah, as a young, very, very mm. influential on mm. me, read, read, mm. read. Mm. After he died, they published a book of his photographs. Mm. And it was so weird because, you know, I'd. I knew his Bruce's kind of point of view and I'd travel with Bruce one-on-one because when you read, it's so personal between two people. Mm. I'd been around Patagonia with mm. him long before I went on mm. my own sort of thing. Mm. But of course, when you actually see someone's pictures, I was looking, I was, I was physically looking through his, through his irises. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, I was inside mm. his head mm. looking out exactly at what he looked at. It was, it was such a weird moment for me because I knew this person so well and yet this was a physical, tangible connection and, mm. and view. This was his viewpoint in a physical sense, and mm. I was inside his head looking out through his eyes at the same spot. So you're talking about reframing for, for, before. So in a sense, that reframed his work for you. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Because rather than being an intellectual connection, it was now a physical now connection. physical, more yeah. sort of visceral. Yeah. Fantastic. Visceral, better word. That's yeah. a lovely note to end on, isn't it, guys? Um I can safely say coffee o'clock clock because and I'm going to actually no I'm going to do this oh, publicly. Yeah. You owe me yes. an apology because last week <laughs> last week you said the cafe wasn't open I and know. it was. You trusted me. <laughs> look where that got you. <laughs> yeah. No, the cafe was open. I'm very pleased to say, and it is and is open shout. today. Fantastic. Oh, well, that, even that's better. an even better note to end on. Okay, thanks guys, and we'll catch you next week on the pod. Well travelled. Thanks guys. Mm-hmm.